Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. Jessica Sato and I have been chatting, and then we figured we should probably hit the record button because <laughs> it seems to be a sister from another mister type of uh, situation here, which is awesome because I think um, as interesting as it is sometimes to get alternative views in the world of entrepreneurship, and because we are both coaches and consultants teaching people how to grow their businesses, what I tell people is, listen, if you're hearing the same thing from several people, pay attention, right? That's a real good indicator that this is how it works. Yep. So um, since we've had such an awesome conversation already... <laughs> Let's bring the world into it, right? Let's bring everybody into it. But before we get back into our conversation, why don't you give everyone a little more formal introduction to who you are and what you do? All right. Well, thanks for having me. We have had a great conversation so far. Um, <laughs> my name is Jess Sato, and I am the owner and founder of Jessica Sato Consulting. And I work with businesses who are trying to get back to the purpose and the why behind their business. So these are businesses that are fully established. They're out there kicking butt, making money. And through all that hustle and grind, they're kind of like, what am I doing? Is this even what I want to be doing? Why am I doing it? And really trying to reintegrate the why behind all of the effort that they've just put in for the last year, two years, however long they've been at it, um, to get to the point where they have some stability. And so we start to investigate, why are you doing this work? What is the impact that you really want to make? And then building the strategy to allow it to grow so that that purpose and the passion and the mission becomes a competitive advantage for them. That's awesome. I love it because, you know, one of the things we're talking about, and I, I say it this way, like, if you're swimming in a swimming pool, my, my brother and I, I don't know about you, but my brother and I used to do this where we would see who could go further underwater, right? Hold your yeah. breath. So, and at the time when we were younger, he, I was, even though I'm older, I didn't like opening my eyes underwater and he did. Mm. And invariably, if we started out at the same time, because his eyes were open and he was staring ahead, he always went in the straight line while I, Somehow, even though I knew if you would have asked me, I'm kicking and paddling perfectly straight, you veer off and you find yeah. yourself hitting a wall thinking you made it when you're actually off to the side of the pool. You know, whether you're walking through a field and look, you know, you get, you'll go in a straight line if you look at the tree, but if you're watching your feet, yeah. you don't yeah. even realize where you end up. And yeah. I think especially in those beginning years of a business, when you're just trying to get your feet underneath you, that you get so busy looking at your feet. Yeah. And you super myopic. Yeah. yeah you lose sight. Yeah, absolutely. I find that, you know, I've been working with newer entrepreneurs for about four years and 
that is, it's like very heads down, very focused on the day to day. And, you know, I just go back to my corporate days of like, you've got to look up and out from time to time to make sure that you're not, like you said, veering off in the field or smashing into the side of the pool, because it's it's just so easy because you are in the day-to-day grind of it. And so all the other things that were maybe important to you in the process, all of a sudden get lost because you're just doing, 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 doing. And I mean, I, that that's exactly what happened to me. I kept finding myself in the doing. I was making progress, doing great. But then I got to a point where I'm like, what, what am I doing? Again? Yeah. <laughs> what, what am I doing? It's a, what am I it's, doing? What's the purpose behind this? And, and part of it, it's very important to me. And I think it's very important as entrepreneurs that we don't make ourselves wrong and bad. And we do that so well. So like not add to the, you know, constant mm-hmm. <laughs> assault that we put upon ourselves. Yep. So one of yep. the things I love that you're talking about that you do is instead of bailing, instead of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, instead of giving up on this thing you created, all you really need to do is take the intentional minute yep. to yep. put it back where you want it. Yeah. So I, I love strategy. That's like my heart and soul. And I created this method called the strategy method. And we start, I mean, number one is getting back to that pause. It's super intentional. Like, what is the state of your business? And is it allowing you to thrive in your life? Like, I I didn't leave corporate to be working more, harder, whatever than I was then. You are the only (laughs) other person I've ever heard say that. I always say that I did not leave six figures in an expense account to be miserable. Like that's not why I left. (laughs) And so for me, you know, it it comes back to constantly reevaluating. Is the business working for me? And if the answer to that is no, if I'm not, you know, thriving and thriving looks different for everyone, right? If I'm not able to do the things I want to do, whether that's with my family or personally, if I'm not able to contribute to organizations or causes or, you know, these bigger things that are important to me, then that's an invitation for me to just stop and really get honest with myself. Because otherwise, like I said, you know, what's the point? And I find that a lot of businesses are just go, 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 hustle, 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 and never pausing to figure out, is this working for me? It's not working for you. It's not working for you. And I think it's because, I mean, I know how I would feel or how I have felt at different times where you've worked so hard just to get any momentum that you're scared Mm -hmm. If you change it up, let alone let your foot off the gas, let alone go do this other thing for a hot minute, you're going to lose it all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, part of that is like we're, we're preaching consistency, we're, pe- you know, preaching visibility. And like it, it does feel scary to kind of take your foot off the gas pedal. And yet every time I've done that, like real talk, I took my first for real vacation in October, two and a half weeks off. Like the business didn't fall apart. I was going to say, I I didn't take a vacation, but back in 21, I had COVID for six weeks (laughs) (laughs) and everything came to a screeching. I don't know if that counts or not. That doesn't count. Let's let's have a redo, right? But, you know, that's when I realized the pace that you have been moving at is not necessary. 
Like you get to slow it down. You don't have to keep doing all of these things. And it was just, you know, it's like you, you talk about these things. This is what you're telling your clients. And then we're the worst sometimes at the, at the doing of what we say. And that was a really important reminder. Like you don't have to be pedal to the metal all the time. The business will continue to grow. It will continue to flourish. And that it's in that moment that I realized, wow, you know, why am I doing this? So it was like, I'm taking my own advice and going back to, am I thriving in my life? Am I thriving in this business? And if not, then what, what do I need to change? And because the truth is for your clients, my clients, here's the thing. We work with action takers. We don't work. There's probably nobody in my world that needs to work more hours and that that's the problem. Like, that's not who I attract. That's not who you attract. Like, yeah, Working more, you know, that's never the advice. No, that's not the problem. So it really is better focus, not more hours. Yeah, that's where I think strategy becomes really important and making sure that you know exactly where you're trying to go. And, you know, it's not always clear, right? Especially if you're, you know, have like a big grandiose idea about what you, you know, what you want to create in the world, or if it's like really, in my case, you know, a lot of purpose-led businesses. So what they're trying to do is sometimes really complex. And so as long as you have a general direction and you're marching toward that direction and moving the needle forward, that's goodness. But I find that too often, you know, we're getting pulled in lots of different directions with a lot of shiny objects, especially in the online marketing space. And so Having a clear plan and accountability to see it through, that's where I think most people are falling short. It's like, I'm just doing this thing. I don't know if it's going to work. There's no, no, nothing behind it. The other problem with the shiny object syndrome is, especially in the early years of a business, is it's all tactic related and you're the only person in the business. Yep. So... Number one, you might not be good at that tactic. It might not fit you. Number two, your business might might not be ready for it. But number three, my own personal failure. Oh, no. You have to constantly learn things you don't know how to do for the tactic to work. So you never get momentum because with every new tactic, you're not building on any skills and odds are you're having to rely on skills that you don't have, right? Yeah. <laughs> that aren't yeah. Good. Well, or or you you have just gotten going and you're just about to see some real traction, but then boom, the next shiny object come in, comes in. Like I don't know where I saw this, but like this has certainly been true for me and for my own clients. Like you can look back and what is happening now is a reflection of what you did 90 days ago, oh, right? Always. So or, yeah, your money now is marketing 90 days ago. 100%. And so I'm like, well, you were trying this tactic, you gave it 30 days, and then you tried this new tactic and you maybe gave it two weeks. And so you can see 90 days from there, nothing, 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 nothing. Because there's no consistency, no follow through, no commitment nothing had time to work. So that's where I really believe like having a, a solid strategy that you've bought into you and your team, ideally, I mean, most of the people I'm working with have mm-hmm. a small team. So they, as long as everybody's on board, and we're all marching together, that's where I think 
Yeah, it's a game changer, right? Love what you're learning here and interested in more? Check out conqueryourbusiness.com to get immediate access to all sorts of additional resources and stay updated on our upcoming training events. Because success is not this big leap, like doesn't mean you can't make big financial leaps, but what works in the business has always been, there's no big shiny aha. It's a series Mm -hmm. of tweaks. Yep. It's, it's, it's really not that exciting. I think that's the problem. (laughs) I think that, you know, for those of us who are waiting, like here in the Midwest, we expect it to be hard. We expect it to take a long time, but we also expect it to always be exciting. And there is nothing about entrepreneurship that if it's working, it's just not that exciting. Yeah, that's so true. I I don't even know if I would have said that, but that's so on point. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. It's not like this big grandiose thing, right? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just plugging along. Things are going. Plugging along. Little little tweak here. Oh, okay. Now we're back on track, you know? And that feels, um, it feels wrong. It feels like it should be hard. It should be, it feels like it should be grandiose in some way. Yeah. And yet, and yet, it doesn't need to be that way. (laughs) No, but, but going back to your purpose driven clients, when the, what I found is when I accept that the business is not, overwhelming and exciting and hard I get to take all that energy and put it into my purpose not just into my business yeah that's absolutely right and I find that a lot of times we've kept these ideas separate there's like here's my purpose here's my business but when you stop making it super complicated and when you stop with the grind now these pieces can be rewoven together and all of that energy is sort of like it's, it's going together as opposed to into separate places, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it is interesting because somewhere along the way, and I think, you know, maybe in our earlier conversation, we talked about, you know, when you're in the midst of building, especially from the ground up, you do lose sight of some of these, like, I don't know, I think of it the more exciting parts of the business, right? The purpose, the the impact, because now you're just focused on the doing and the the making progress. But at some point you get to reweave these together. I don't know a single business owner who hasn't lost sight of oh, the yeah. why behind the business, right? So there comes a point where you're like, oh, okay, I can, I can breathe. I don't have to be doing this all on my own because I've got resources, what have you. And Getting the, the chance to reweave these pieces together allows the fabric of the business to just feel, I don't know, it just feels that much stronger. And all of my energy now feels like it's unified and moving in one direction as opposed to split. Absolutely. And also, um, what I really like about the whole purpose-driven businesses is it allows you to have more control over like where your money's going, where your efforts are going, um, putting your time and money and energy into the things that mean the most to you. And so my 
you know, a long time ago, I knew that I wanted to donate a million dollars to wildlife rescue. I did mm. not know what that meant. I knew what it, I, I knew what it wasn't. It wasn't going to be saving a million dollars and then handing it to somebody. Cause that sounded like unobtainable. Um, mm-hmm. But the more I thought about it and just worked even over on the side, the more the people who were drawn to me had their own things. Yep. Totally. Totally. Well, and I found, you know, for me, similarly, the thing that I am drawn to, the more I talk about it, even if it's like out of context from the business, that's what brings people in. Right. And I love you said, you know, I didn't just like wait until I had a million dollars and I handed it over. Right. I mean, if the thing that you care about or the thing that's beneath the business is that important to you waiting until you have a million dollars just really freaking sucks. Right. Right. So I'd much rather be making small inroads. Okay. I'm going to donate, you know, this percentage of my profits to this, or, you know what, I can't donate money now, but I can donate my time or I can choose to support organizations that do do the thing that I want to do. Right. And And I'll tell you from a marketing perspective, and I didn't, I'd love to tell you that this was like some big intentional strategy, but no, um, The thing that I did because I wasn't waiting is for the last three years while I've had this business, I volunteer at a wildlife rescue. And so every Friday I was at the wildlife rescue and it's really gross when you volunteer at a wildlife rescue during baby season. Okay. It just is. (laughs) All babies are gross. They're very cute and they're very gross. (laughs) We would spend so much time and energy cultivating social media and what is my message and what is the graphic Mm -hmm. and I'd obsess over the picture we were using and all of the things. And then I would be totally disgusting standing in like the raccoon, baby raccoon cage with the baby raccoons climbing up me and the little shrilly noises that they make and you know pulling my hair and stealing my glasses and I would take that picture and that's what everybody wanted I was gonna say that's what everybody wanted to see like it it doesn't need to be these like beautifully curated images of like you on purpose doing the work right it's just like let's get into the gunk of it yes and that's what and um one of the animals I always took care of were the baby ducks. So everybody loved on Friday morning when I would go there, one of the things <laughs> I would do is I would open the gates for the baby ducks to run to the pond. And it was hysterical. The people yeah. could hear they come rushing in. And that's what people liked. And yeah. people would start following my business because they learn more about me. And I think it wasn't even, it didn't even have to be that they also had the same animal driven purpose, but just yeah. that I had a purpose. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the key information about me. Yeah. Well, and people are drawn. I mean, I can't remember the statistic, but it's something like, you know, people like 78% of consumers want to support a purpose-led business. So it's not enough to just do the business. Like people want to know why you're doing it. They want to know what the motivation is. And usually the motivation illuminates something about who you are as the leader of the company. And that's really, it really allows people to choose who they're, they're spending their time, energy, and resources with. And, you know, I mean, I think about myself as a consumer, that's really important to me too. So I want to know who am I supporting? 
Like, does this person genuinely care about the animals, for example, or is this just like a thing? Right. And they're they by squirrels every Friday, right? Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, and it goes, you know, how this interweaves and why it doesn't have to be separate. People buy things from people they know, like, and trust. And what better way to get to know somebody than to invite them in your world? Like, one of the things that happened with COVID, I mean, yeah, I have 10 years on you, but we're not 20. Right. Like, the idea, I will tell you that. The idea that my teachers, my grade school teachers or my high school teachers had a home that they went to at the end of the day was shocking enough. Like you never (laughs) thought about your teacher as a human outside of the classroom. They were like this elusive thing that showed up 10 minutes before you and kicked you out at the end of the day. But that's not how it is now, especially after COVID and the lockdown and these same people we're teaching their entire students from their homes. Yeah. We're now having like, welcome to my home. You're looking at my office right now. Yeah, exactly. And so the line of professional versus personal, I don't want to say it's gone because you should be professional, mm-hmm. inappropriate, but it's certainly blurred compared to before. And we expect to understand people as people now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that people are, well, you said it, you know, they want to know, like, and trust you. And if, if they can't get a sense for who you are and it, look, we don't, it's not like bearing your soul. Like you said, there's a professional level of exposure, Mm -hmm. but if people can't get a sense for who you are, why you're doing what you're doing, like, what are you really about? They're they're probably not going to work with you. Yeah. Like you, you're, you know, that radar that we all have about, you know, is this person legit? It's, it's, it's firing. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust this person. Oh, I don't think I want to spend my money with them. And so I think, you know, the more we can be honest with ourselves about what we're trying to do, who we're trying to do it for and share that in like the most authentic way, right? Like you and the ducks. I mean, I'm cracking up over that. Just thinking like, I can totally visualize you opening the the gate and these little ducks, like scurrying into the pond, right? Right. People won't see that because it, it reveals something about you. And at the end of the day, that's what people care about. And I think for the entrepreneur, there's the barrier you have to get past that the fear of sharing your authentic self. But yep. the beauty is once you do, oh my gosh, it makes your life so much easier. Yes, because there's not like all this guarding. I don't have you to know, you're not, <laughs> no, no. My current Look, I'm wearing a beanie today. <laughs> My current goal is try not to swear on the podcast, try not to swear on someone else's stage. Like if I'm speaking at someone else's event, if you're at my event, all bets are off. But no swearing on someone else's stage. Try not to swear on the podcast so the YouTube police don't get mad at me. But, anyway, but that's it. That's his, that's yeah. the extent of my controlling yeah. Aaron's behavior that goes on. That's awesome. <laughs> So if people want to continue this conversation with you, and I so, so recommend that they do to learn more about you, more about what your purpose is, and more about how they can interweave their bigger purpose in the business that they've created, what is the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah. So you can find me on my website, jessicasato.com. And I'm on all the social platforms, but mostly LinkedIn and Instagram. So I'm always posting random stories about 
women's empowerment, those are the things that are important to me, women's empowerment, particularly in developing countries. So if you're particularly interested in that, follow me on Instagram, because that's where I'm, I'm sharing a lot of that. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your insights, all of you. Um, we're on the verge of our winter storm over here. So we're <laughs> yes, well. taking time out of your doomsday prep to spend time with me this afternoon. Well, thank you for having me. I had just great conversation. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice. Leaving us a review and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time.